Clang Magazine is paid for by supporters like you at www.clangmag.co and by the following sponsors. What you're listening to right now is a sample piece created using sounds by Benoit Pulard and Cruel Diagonals, two artists that have contributed, graciously contributed to our little project called The Zone, which is our subscription service. And now you have the chance to showcase your work that you make using the resources of The Zone, introducing the Zone Compilation for Spring 2023, Call for Audio Works. Using the samples, stems, and software provided to you in the Zone as a subscriber, you are tasked with creating a three to five minute audio work inspired by the defrosting of winter ice and the coming rain seasons. The audio work can be of any style, music, collage, radio drama, soundscape, etc. Subscribe now at clangmag.co to The Zone, and we look forward to hearing your work in the Spring 2023 compilation. listening to Clang Magazine. station on the internet. Do you like Pitchfork hits and respect their opinion on the music you love? Well, we're not for you. Get fucked. Suzanne Chiani Live in LA, or The Three Problems of Electronic Music, by Tyler Evers. Tyler, wake up! You're the Los Angeles correspondent. We need coverage. Digger is in Namibia. Trix is in Tokyo. Gus on that evergreen tanker somewhere off the coast of Finland. 
and I'm stuck at Clang HQ for the next two weeks covering the diesel generator endurance piece. You're Clang's only shot. Max says, psychically prodding me via Puerto Rican driftwood contact Mike Fetish. Blueprints for the Clang website and underground tunnel systems spill off my dresser as I arise and fumble for my glasses. Not again, Max. I just can't. Not part of the deal. I'm out, remember? Creative direction, skunk works, R&D. I just can't handle the field anymore. One more job, kid. For me. Your co-founder. Your editor-in-chief. And he does that pouty Max smile. A single sliver of blue ganja smoke escaping his left nostril. The church parking garage reeks of weed, and I immediately know it was the right decision to accept the assignment. Ambient Church has been running for several years and boasts an impressive gallery of experiences and artists. Tonight, Suzanne Chiani is playing along with Nalia Hunter. Chiani, America's first female synth hero, is one of the seminal artists of electronic music. She was among the first to connect the sonic vocabulary of electronic music to both commercial and film industries. Imagine, if you can, the 1970s. Next, imagine how alien and futuristic it must have felt to hear a filter sweep in a Coca-Cola commercial. Blew people's minds. She heard the future and shared it with the world. Playing readers deserve the authentic California experience, so edibles are on the menu tonight. I've been on this new blend that's cooked up by AI. Very niche, very artisanal, very not yet illegal. They only accept payment in Ethereum, and you gotta supply a blood sample ahead of time for the shotgun sequencers. I pop half a gummy behind my black N95 mask, timing the dose to peak with Chiani's set. Doors just opened, and I need to scope out the hardware before there's standing room only. I wander over to one of the quadraphonic relays. A tech is in mid-explanation of the system, its construction, its placement. Microphones are curiously installed in the crossing and ambulatories. I imagine they are for archival purposes, but wonder if they're actually for some type of location-specific feedback loop. Okay, time to see it. Let's get it over with. I make my way to the spectacle, where a semicircle of pilgrims are Instagramming away. It is difficult to fully separate Chiani from her instrument of choice. It sits on the altar of the First Congressional Church of L.A. like some strange cyberpunk idol on life support. Keepers of ancient wisdom and rites shuffle around, moving a light here, wrapping a cable there. The indivisibility of Chiani from her system is problematized by a recent sour turn of events. Podcast listeners, see the corresponding blog post for a link to the legal documents. This is neither the time nor the place for a full expose of that part of the story, but I would be remiss not to mention it in passing. Gonzo journalism leaves no stone unturned. This is the first great problem with electronic music today. Unless you enjoy soldering, you must hitch your wagon to something that has been trademarked, branded, and mass-produced. Sure, you can go boutique and support small-scale companies, but you're still attaching your name to their ethics, politics, and environmental impact. I gaff tape the logos of my gear not because I'm trying to keep a secret, 
but because I'm rarely comfortable associating my likeness with corporations at any scale. No one asks what brand of cello Yo-Yo Ma plays. Meanwhile, everyone obsesses over what gear Boards of Canada or Autechre use. The cosmic joke is it doesn't really matter. So, seeing Chiani's instrument deployed on a literal altar of worship is almost too apropos for me to handle. About half the crowd is masked. I think I see folk legend Ben Babbitt of Kentucky Route Zero fame sitting in the fourth row. I sit behind him and wonder if he wonders about seeing folk legend Tyler Edders of Clang Magazine. We're both masked, so we'll never know. Susurrations of the crowd ratchets up one unit as slow, filtered drones rumble to life out of the abyss. I'm excited to be here and look forward to having the experience. I try to allow myself to melt into the music until someone is talking very loud and very fast. I struggle to remember the last time I had my mellow harsh this quickly. Ah, the peppy church dude is on stage, info-dumping way too loud, way too fast, about this largest organ in the world, or maybe the second largest in America, or actually, I'm not sure what. The organ isn't at all part of tonight's performance. Wait, does the size of an organ matter? Are larger organs intrinsically better? Is this actually some sort of mating call? Did you know you can rent this church for your own events? It is bewildering to be solicited for the very space I just paid to experience. Is American law fungible enough to open a tax-exempt venue under the auspices of religion? Asking for a friend. And this leads us to the second great problem with electronic music today. You gotta buy it. There's probably $30,000 worth of Chiani gear up there. What message does that send? Synth nerds will be able to divine some clues about the sound of things to come. Some control voltage here, some DSP over there. Meanwhile, the uninitiated will see a rat's nest of cables. Their ignited imaginations wondering what class of thing it could even be. Tragically, too many aspiring musicians will misconstrue it for some sort of entry fee. Can't write music like this unless I have gear like that. Chiani takes the stage with mad swagger. This is one of the biggest rock stars of Ambient, and she knows it. Smiling, after taking a well-relished bow, she turns her back to us and begins playing. Chiani boasts exquisite command of the frequency spectrum. Her timbers are supremely satisfying. You can really chew on them and feel the transients getting stuck to your fillings. Opening waves of noise mutate into voltaic drones. I deeply appreciate her stage presence. It feels like we've been invited into a mad scientist's laboratory to witness her work. She wants us to see her hands, what she's doing, how she's doing it. Your average punk rocker can shred power chords on literally any guitar and, in tune or not, open up a circle pit within a few seconds. Another synthesis would likely not be able to play Chiani's instrument. Sure, they may get lucky and tease some noise out, but ultimately, the configuration of the instrument is inseparable from both the composition and the proclivities of the artist. This is the third great problem with electronic music. You have to take it with you. Chiani must travel with $30,000 worth of gear because there is literally no other option. 
This abject materialism has dire implications for the culture of electronic music because no one can really play each other's instrument. Only those of the DJ cast are afforded the supreme luxury of standardized backlines and interoperability. The performance continues and the whole beautiful mess gets routed through gated VCAs and we are pushed into a psychedelic fugue. After dashing through the corridors of Fort McUltra, we escape into a quadraphonic snare labyrinth. This is the only noticeable demonstration of the surround sound technology. It is thrilling, though too quiet. The entire night, my volume meter never broke 75 decibels, roughly the level of a microwave. We return to the Jovian Ocean of white noise, failing Morse code from Geedy Prime bids us farewell, and the crowd erupts in applause. Chiani thanks us and starts talking about her history, but the fear has already overtaken me. Please, Suzanne, don't do it. Please, keep this just about you. She lovingly gestures towards her instrument, and I brace for impact. A pause, rehearsed, pregnant with suspense. She does it. She utters the name brand. And the entire night collapses into an Ovaltine commercial.